Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 29th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, then we bring on a very unique, fascinating guest, to say the least. Quickly, we had Chris Carlson on with us yesterday, first hour. He always says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight, a discussion of all things liberty. And we talked about WW3, Worldwide 3 Alert, NATO provoking Russia to start war. Yeah, for some reason, Western powers uh, suggest they want to put Russian house in order as if we have our own house in order right uh, these guys are involved in immoral wars everywhere it's out of control and it's got to stop the military industrial complex has ran us off the rails that and dishonest money put it all together and wow it's a dishonest narrative to say the least pretending we have the moral high ground right the cuban missile crisis kind of set the stage it was a one month four day fiasco where both arms kind of uh, had a confrontation between us and the Soviet Union, and it ratcheted it up, but it set the stage for the fear-mongering. It set the stage for the techniques of modern military propaganda. A great article written on lourockwell.com highlights this reality check. The original propaganda campaign had three rules, ladies and gentlemen, to it. you got to understand this. <laughs> Number one, uh, stress emotion over logic, right? The second one, demonize the enemy. And the third one, promise a war that will make the world a safe place for democracy. It's all the threefold lie, ladies and gentlemen. But nevertheless, that's how they roll when they want to promote war everywhere. War is peace, they continue. The lie is either you are with us or you're with the terrorists. See, that's the way they kind of deceive everyone. The art of doublespeak on tap, to say the least. We talked about that. It's become a mind control effort, if you will. Uh, that was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us, his lifelong goal to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website. And we doubled down on the same theme. The good doctor and Sam Bushman discussed the need for a humble foreign policy. Um... Washington's farewell address highlighted this reality, avoiding foreign entanglements, if you will. George Washington was right. We've got to avoid foreign entanglements, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the COVID shots are sterilizing women all over the world for an entire generation, writes Chuck Baldwin, doing a great job. Now that we have a full year of injecting people with an experimental gene-altering shot, for COVID-19, we can now conclusively state, ladies and gentlemen, that this is most definitely a weapon of mass destruction. 
as it not only kills and cripples people in the present, ladies and gentlemen, but it also destroys the unborn children in the womb. <laughs> it's most likely making an entire generation of childbearing age females infertile. It is disaster on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. This is population reduction planning. This is genocide. These are crimes against humanity. This is pure evil, ladies and gentlemen. Israel, one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet, sets new COVID-19 case record. And uh, truckers are sick of it too. Truckers in Canada stage massive convoy to protest Canadian vaccination mandates. Hundreds of vehicles, thousands of people. Bob Unruh, WND.com with the detail there. They say that the um, convoy is over 50 miles long now. It's just, wow, they're all going to Ottawa to protest. Ladies and gentlemen, Breaker Breaker 1-9, it's all a big scam. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, and that's a recap of the broadcast yesterday that we talked about. Still available online at LibertyRoundtable.com and at LovingLiberty.net. You can get the iPhone and the Android apps at LovingLiberty.net. Live and on-demand radio at your fingertips always when it comes to Liberty Roundtable Live. And news the network refused to use today starts now. We've got a guy by the name with, uh, a guy by, with us by the name of Michael Storm. And um, some say he's taking the world by storm. Uh, but he's uh, got a radio podcast slash radio show called Toward Anarchy. And uh, TowardAnarchy.com if you want to learn more about that. Uh, Michael, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, having a conversation with you. I liked what you were talking about on the show yesterday, so I'm excited to jump in and just hit some topics and, and, and you know talk a little bit about liberty and freedom, something we don't seem to have so much of anymore. Sad but true. Hey, so uh, go ahead. If you want to make a comment on any of the uh, recap items, we can do that first, and then we'll just oh, let, man. That, uh, I, let us Oh, man, I'm really roll, excited. Man. I'm really excited about this whole uh, – this this whole convoy thing and i keep seeing it growing and it blows my mind that the press has been able to uh really bury this thing and to actually uh tout it as there being something else as if they were out there on the roads these you know, this 50 mile long uh chain of truckers and and people supporting them were out there because of bad road conditions that's that's something that they passed it off as an it's why would you, know, you be out can... there because of bad road conditions though i mean it doesn't <laughs> even make any off sense the road. <laughs> Yeah. And and then you can see you know, all the trucks have they say right on them, no mandate, no vaccines, no, you know, it's real clear what they're uh, what they're out there for. And it, whoa, sorry, I just dropped my headphones. Uh, it's real clear what they're out there for. And and it's amazing that the the mainstream media can still I I did this. I did a, a little quiz this past week with some of my friends, real people, uh, not just digital people. And uh, none of them knew, no, not a single person, uh, my business partners, their wives, uh, people coming in the store uh, throughout the week. Not a single person knew what was going on with the with the Canadian trucker thing. And, and I, it just blows my mind that we're still here at this point. Well, that just goes to show how much power the mainstream press has, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. There's a couple of tidbits I want to get out in the news. Senator Mitt Romney, so the senator... Uh, junior senator from the state of Utah, 
Mitt Romney tests positive for COVID-19, but he and his wife, Ann, are both fully vaccinated and boosted, but it did him no good, Michael. Uh, you know what? That's another thing. Last three weeks, uh, uh, people like myself, obviously people like yourself, uh, many people are being vindicated of the data that's come out over the last few weeks regarding the vaccines, regarding the the numbers, the virus, the count, I, every everything from day one that people like myself, people like you have been talking about, this idea that I, 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 I don't know. Two years ago when this thing started, I turned on the microphone and I said, watch. The panic, the fear, the ignorance, the stupidity that we are experiencing right now is exactly what drives people to believe that vaccinations work. And that's a whole lo- whole, whole, other long story. We'll just stick with this one clearly doesn't work. Propaganda at the highest levels, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we also said that, hey, you know what? When people get vaccinated, they shed. Mm. And it has the ability to affect other people. In other words, when you get vaccinated, uh, you know, the idea behind vaccinations, whether they be the new mRNA type, which is really a bioweapon, uh, a gene therapy, if you will, or a gene whatever, uh, or the old vaccine style, the idea was you would basically have some way to make people a little bit sick. And with that little bit sick, then your body's supposed to, you know, mount a response to that little bit of sickness and then create the uh, antibodies or the, the fight mechanism in the body to fight the virus. Well, anyway, so we always said whenever you get somebody a little bit sick, they have the ability to spread the little bit of sickness. Hmm. Uh, and people kind of mocked us and said, oh, no, Sam, come on, you're crazy. However, here's what I find fascinating, Michael. They always have a backhanded way to admit the truth. Yes. And the truth comes out, and it comes out this time in the USA Today, of all places, here's what the headline says. So they always betray themselves. When they come out and tell you the truth, the reason I say it's in a backhanded way is because they always expose themselves but trying to make another point. The problem is when they try to make their other point, they betray the point (laughs) that we make to the point where they admit that we're right. Here's the headline from USA Today. Vaccinated parents give COVID protection to unvaccinated children. New study finds USA Today. So they're all going, yeah, man, get vaccinated because it'll help your children. Okay, but wait a minute. Hold on now, rednecks. Y'all told me that if you got vaccinated, it wouldn't affect anybody around you. And there's no way that it did or could or whatever. That we, When we said that, we were all conspiracy theory nutcakes, whacked out crazies. Well, then hold on now. Vaccinated parents give COVID protection to unvaccinated children. Israeli study found that a household with, quote, two vaccinated parents decreased the risk of an unvaccinated child catching COVID. Yeah, they say you might, quote, indirect protection. Think about that for a minute, folks. Israeli study said that you might get indirect protection if you're a kid, right? from COVID-19 through their vaccinated parents. How does that happen, ladies and gentlemen, if there's no correlation to what we've told you since the beginning of the dishonest agenda, huh? Let's talk about it.
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Storm with me. He is host of the Tord Anarchy radio show slash podcast. Tordanarchy.com is the website to learn more. So we're talking about they say vaccinated parents give unvaccinated children greater protection. Study finds that's USA Today. And I find this fascinating because we told you that there was shedding that, A, being around a vaccinated person, uh, it could rub off on you. And they said, oh, my gosh, you guys are nutcake, crazy, conspiracy theorists, wackos. There's nothing to that. Well, now USA Today, the king of all papers, comes out and says, oh, yeah, new study out from Israel. You can go ahead and, hey, if you're vaccinated as a parent, uh, then your kid going to get vaccination uh, protection through you how's that happen if there's no relationship as we've been telling you for two years between those who have vaccinations running around shedding um interesting so if i hang out with other people might i get quote partially vaccinated in a sense or have some kind of protection too what if i'm around a co-worker all day oh just what we told you now they're backhandedly admitting the reality check listen up here's the details that i find even more fascinating the study found that regardless of household size, having one vaccinated parent decreases the risk of an unvaccinated child catching COVID by 23.4% on the average. And if you have two parents vaccinated, decreased the risk by an average of 64%. That's very fascinating. But then I also find that interesting. They say this, reported child vaccination cases spiked dramatically across the United States with the new variant of Omicron. (laughs) 
And so I find it fascinating. Let me get this right. <clears throat> so, yes, you can get, um, what do you call it, secondhand? You know, they say secondhand smoke, right? Secondhand vaccination protection. That's USA Today. Um, that's interesting. What's also interesting, though, is they say if two parents, what if a grandma and a grandpa? Uh, does it work the same or is it just parents there? Rednecks out there and do you science land experts? Uh, what about um, your coworker? If I work with two coworkers that are with me all day long and they've got it, does that work or does it got to be a parent, you know? Well, see, they lie, and they get caught lying when they admit this. They think this is a good news thing, going, yeah, parents, make sure you get vaccinated. But then why, if everybody's getting all this protection, we've got 70, 80, 90% vaccination rates right now, and kids get this incredible boost from their parents, right? Then why do we have child cases spiking? Clear answer, because it's all a lie, and it doesn't work. COVID's real, ladies and gentlemen. Don't misunderstand me on that point. But this idea that it doesn't affect anybody is bogus and they got caught lying and now we prove it once again on your radio. But then they go on and I find this even more fascinating. So they're saying, well, the virus, I'm sorry, the vaccine doesn't really work against the Omicron variant too well, right? But don't worry, you got to keep taking your vaccines, right? Okay, then the next headline says this. The monoclonal antibodies that are used to treat COVID in many cases have now been pulled off the market. We say, well, why were they pulled off the market for crying out loud? And they say, because they don't work against the Omicron. Therefore, they got pulled off the market. Well, the vaccines don't work either. So don't we need to pull the vaccines off the market too? No, see, Sam, you're just whacked out crazy. Well, there you have it. We're right once again. Michael? Oh, oh, geez. Uh, There's so much in this whole story. And and I do want to make a point of, uh, you know, you said that you that that this is real, that COVID is real. And and I would suggest that that's true. Uh, I believe I have not been tested. I refuse to go get tested. I refuse to be a part of that. You want this to stop? Stop getting tested. Um, I, I believe that I've had my entire family has had all three uh, versions and variants of it. Uh, it's been no worse than uh, it, the first one was interesting because it was everything that they initially said. It was sort of that that you get hit by it and then you get hit by it again about two weeks later. And then for you know, two months or so, I, I had breathing problems and just couldn't really well just my my breath just wasn't quite there. You could hear it in my show. I'd be talking on the show, and you could just sort of hear me run out of breath, sort of mid-sentence, and it was related directly to, to whatever that was, whether it was, you know, COVID or, or regular flu, whatever. I, I, I didn't go get tested because I didn't think it mattered. I didn't think it wasn't going. And then, of course, this was also uh, right before all of the, the uh, COVID stuff broke in the news i had this cold and and it was weird and and it, it was lingering and then all of a sudden the news broke and they're like hey it comes back two weeks later and i was like hey it was exactly two weeks later when it hit me with a headache so i i absolutely believe that there's something real whatever it is whether it's a flu whether it's rebranded whether there actually is something that they've been able to isolate that is this this covid virus uh, i i don't know and i don't even want to try to guess i think that we spend so much time 
talking about this idea that we have to find out what this is. We have to know. We have to, you know. Well, first of all, we haven't proved that anything combats it. And this is one of the huge problems that I've had with this from the beginning. They talk about this idea that we can be asymptomatic. And they, and, and, and they are sort of ignoring the fact that this is a huge problem. So you give all of these people these vaccines. You don't know if the vaccine works. We have a pretty good indication that it doesn't. So it's not going to stop the the, the spread. They even admit you know, sort of a little bit later after they've released it that, no, it really doesn't stop the spread. It won't keep you from getting it won't do anything, really. It just maybe gives you a percentage better chance to avoid a hospitalization or to not be as sick, except that you can't possibly know that. You can't possibly know how the virus is going to affect every single individual. And so then you take the idea of people being asymptomatic. So, oh, well, now we're safe. We got the shot, except you could still be carrying it. You could be asymptomatic and you could be giving it to everybody you know. The whole thing is such a headache. I, I I would not even want to sit to try to sit down at one point and one time and wade through all of the lies and misinformation that have led us to this point. Now, the lies continue because Joe Biden, the guy that said, you know what, get your vaccines, put on your Mm -hmm. mask, put on your mask, put on your mask. Well, now, President Joe Biden, if you really can call the guy president, see, I can't really call (laughs) Biden president. So I take that out of the headline. And I just say Biden shook hands with people without wearing a mask on Friday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, despite previously calling Mandor masks a, quote, patriotic duty. This guy's a nut. He doesn't even know what he's doing. He doesn't even remember where he is. Now he's literally running around, leaving the podium, going to shake hands with people without a mask on, Michael. Men in authority will always think that criticism of their policies is dangerous. They will always equate their policies with patriotism and and find criticism subversive. So it doesn't. All they have to do. It doesn't matter whether it worked. It doesn't. It, there. It doesn't matter what the evidence is for or against. The fact is, just start waving the flag in front of it and tell everybody it's their duty and just have everybody hop in line. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I found that quite interesting. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and I really want to talk to Michael more about his, his radio show. Uh, his radio show is every weekend, Sundays, uh, 1 to 3 Central Time on Republic Broadcasting Radio Network. And then it's turned into a podcast, uh, and then it's available, of course, at republicbroadcasting.org. But it's also available at tordanarchy.com. Uh, which is Michael's website, and Michael's the uh, Michael Storm is the host of Toward Anarchy, a radio show that I want to get into uh, the details of what the show is about. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Toward Anarchy focuses on an array of topics, from social to political to economic and pop culture. Uh, simply put, we live in anarchy daily, says Michael. You know what? Every second we make our own choices. <laughs> We create, we destroy, we love, we hate, we influence the world around us. Hey, without consideration for and a need for authority. Anarchy does not preclude a hierarchy of rules. It just means no ruler by force among you. All right, we're going to talk about that. Anarchy doesn't answer the question of who will build the roads or fund the schools 
or solve society's ills. It leaves us free to accomplish these things through voluntary means and cooperation. Toward anarchy is a phrase coined by the, quote, early anarchist founders of the LP, or Libertarian Party. Their slogan, uh, anyway, it goes on. But I asked a buddy of mine, Ernie Hancock, a long time ago. I said, hey, what's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist? And he's like, hey, man, a couple of election cycles. <laughs> you you kind of get the truth about what's really going on here. And the sad part is, you know, when you talk to Mark and others that live and let live, you realize they're not wanting to disrupt the world or create craziness around the world. That's not what true anarchists are about. When we get back, we'll talk to Michael Storm about that in more detail on your radio. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. To the fullest extent possible, stay off the roads. A powerful nor'easter continuing to barrel its way up the east coast towards the northeast and eventually southern New England, which is expected to get as much as three feet of snow in spots. The governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, saying last night. It's going to be a very big storm, probably one of the biggest we've experienced in the last few years. Conditions are expected to make travel nearly impossible, and we're urging everyone to stay Stay home. Because of this storm, over 6,000 flights had been canceled already for Saturday as of earlier in the morning. That's according to FlightAware. A House committee investigating last year's Capitol attack now sending more subpoenas out to another dozen or so people accused of an electoral vote scheme. And this is USA Radio News. Well, you've heard me talk about Michael Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and how his pillow's given me a great night's sleep. He continues to roll out new offers on his products. His latest on the towel sets. Now, towels aren't something you think about. I never knew what I was missing until I tried the towels last year. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and trust in Mike Lindell has given you a better night's sleep. Mike's now changing the game with his six-piece towel set, USA Cotton, extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in the towel. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths for a limited time, $39.95 using our promo code USA. It retails for over $100. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use this promo code USA to get this price of $39.99 on the towels. Or call 1-800-951-8175. Notes recently obtained from an early 2020 meeting involving Dr. Anthony Fauci and virologists worldwide revealed that Dr. Fauci was told to suppress lab leak theories about COVID to maintain good relations with China. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio making it clear he's never been a Fauci fan and says in this case, if the reports are true, it means Fauci did not bring all of his knowledge of a possible lab leak to the White House. He should have went straight to the president of the United States, but we know he didn't do that. You had Mick Mulvaney on just a couple days ago, and Mick said that didn't happen. In fact, just the opposite. He tried to cover it up and hide it. 
The White House launched a program that will send millions of free COVID tests to households across the nation. And they say 60 million have already used the government's website, covidtests.gov, to order some. You can also go online to find us at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Storm with me. He's a broadcast and journalism professional of more than 20 years, including he's been in top 50 markets in radio and television, uh, as well as a host, a producer, and a programmer. He's been around for a long time telling the tale of liberty. Tordanarchy.com, his website. Uh, So, Michael, I kind of wanted to set the stage on this anarchy discussion. A lot of people have falsely been led to believe this anarchy thing just means mob rule. It's all just crazy. That's not even what it is if you ask real anarchists, right? No, I yeah, I, I mean, it's like anything you ask you know, a dozen different people, you get a dozen different answers. But I think you find a, a pretty core uh, consistency between the answers of any anarchist. And that's it. It's about a voluntary existence. It's not the idea that there's that everything is in chaos. It's just it's just that the idea that we already do. Uh, you know, you read it earlier. This uh, this idea that we do millions—it's uncountable. There's no way to count the transactions, the things that we do with each other out here. Literally, quite despite authority. I mean, authority goes through and is sort of trying to to rob us and and put restrictions on us and tell us what we can and can't do and who we can and can't employ and and th- making those voluntary interactions just that much harder. So I, I really think that in spite uh, you, what we see around us, the things that we've been able to accomplish it are, are literally in spite of government controls. And so I, I just see it, it. I, I really love the idea many, many years ago. I'm a libertarian at heart. I grew up libertarian. Um, my, uh, my mentor was Ken Riggs and he was um, one of the first, libertarians number seven or something like that literally in the party um you know knew david f nolan and and some of the earlier uh adopters of the of the party and they talked about this they they were all anarchists they they were all anarchists at heart and so there's this this underlying anarchy that lives inside the the libertarian party and i always like the idea they call it toward anarchy just working toward that place that we already are just shedding the bonds of of government and third party interference and taxation and theft and robbery and caging people over political and social opinions the reality in my opinion is toward anarchy really means so people kind of understand that it's not this chaos that that Mm. society or the mainstream press wants you to believe anarchy really means this if you talk to an anarchist and that is this we have our own agency, the freedom to choose, and force is always evil. Our choices are always good. And Americans don't need, or people around the world, a true anarchist, they don't need government because they can make everything happen by their own choices and or by contracts. That doesn't mean there's no hierarchy, there's no order, there's, that's a lie. Okay, it just means we don't need a, quote, force mechanism in place to compel because that forced mechanism that compels always always by its very nature goes out of control 
Yeah. It starts out maybe benevolent in theory, but it never turns out benevolent in reality. Is that yeah, what it really no is, Yeah, there's no history. No, that's absolutely right. There's not there's not a single bit of history that doesn't show that those who are given power ever relinquish it. They ever, it, it it's not it doesn't happen. And we're in such a a point in history right now where people are disconnected from reality more so than they ever have been and i, I it's it's a confusing and scary place to find yourself that's i like the toward anarchy ooh anarchy ooh it's kind of scary it's a, it's a little bit of a mystery to people except that it's not you turn on the show and i'm just sitting there talking to normal people we're talking about the same things you're talking about in your living room we're talking about the same you know movie that you watched last week the the new premiere we're doing all these same things and it's because i am i'm i'm an example i'm i'm i live that anarchist position every single day. I don't force other people to do business with me in any way, uh, and and I won't allow them to force me to do it with them. I you know, it's it's really a simple idea with a with that it gets overcomplicated. It's the, this idea that somehow by me saying oh we should live in anarchy well that solves everything no <laughs> it solves the one thing it solves the third party interference the manipulations the controls uh the the legal authority given to a special class of citizen to rob cage and murder the rest of us there you have it ladies and gentlemen and when he says he's talking about the same topics as all of us he is but he's talking about it from a slightly different perspective which is really the focus of today's show which ladies and gentlemen is that you don't need force to compel everybody everywhere all the time that force turns out to be evil 99.99 percent of the time historically it always runs off the rails is the idea and that's why you say what's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist and the answer is a couple of election cycles because they're simply saying, look, look at all the scandal around elections right now. <laughs> wow. It makes you not want to believe in the system, doesn't it? Okay. So the idea yeah. is not to jettison everything. It's not a godless idea. No. It's not an idea that creates no. confusion or mass hysteria or, or – okay, it's not those things. What it is is we can make our own agreements. We don't need, um, say, a government-mandated cop to run around. We can hire our own security team, can't we, Michael? Absolutely, and then, and then separate. Uh, I love this topic. Separate the idea of security and protection from policing. Policing is the overt act of creating criminals using those political and social opinions, uh, and and protection and uh, you taking care of your property and taking care of your person. That's not the same thing as policing. So when people say to me, "Oh, we need police," well, why do we need police? We need somebody whose job it is to go around creating criminals because they don't stop them. They don't stop crime. They respond to crime in sort of 9 to 13 minutes, 20 minutes, if you, you believe some surveys, uh, after the fact. So they're not there to stop crime. They're not there to protect you. Uh, they have no uh, legal or moral obligation to protect you, according to the courts. And so what exactly are they there for? They're there to police. They're there to generate revenue for the state based on those political and social opinions that you supposedly violated. 
I, you want to protect yourself, get a gun. Get a gun, that's fine, or hire your own security, whatever you want to do. But remember, security. when you hire your own sure. security, if they're not doing what you want, you fire them, and you replace yeah. them with somebody who will do what you want, right? That's kind of yeah, the difference here is you have agency at the core of this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and you're not going to walk in to uh, the the security offices you know, of this company that you've hired and have them look at you and tell you, well, you don't have standing here. Well, what do you mean? There's a check with my name on it that was signed over to you. That's my standing right there. <laughs> you also don't have them say, sit down, shut up, we're in charge. It's like, hold on now, uh, cowboy. You know what? And that's kind of the real key that we're getting at, ladies and gentlemen, is how much sovereignty did God give you and how much sovereignty are you going to delegate to who, when, where? That's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, should there be order in society. Uh, we're not talking, okay, because the uh, anarchists would truly say we can have order. It just needs to be order by my choice, not by force upon me. Now, Black Lives Matter co-founder, Alicia Garza says their goal is to dismantle the organizing principle of society. A race history, a breakdown. They want to break down of everything. Now, listen, they want to break down societal norms. They want to defund the cops. They want to turn the city into, quote, war zones, disarm the populace, and more. Now, let me be very clear. Don't forget the violence. In 2020, after George Floyd, Mm. there were 633 riots across America. Is that how many? In the U.S. Yeah, man. And they cost over $2 billion in destruction. Wow. Okay, the BLM on the backs of this dishonesty and abuse and violence and everything else raised more than $90 million in 2020 alone. Right now, I I don't bring this up because this relates to Michael, except for I want to highlight the difference in an anarchist. And these whacked out people that are destructionists is what I would call them. Michael yeah. said, get a gun. These I guys want to take away your gun, right? Yes. Completely different views here. 180 degrees, ladies and gentlemen, where they want to destroy everything. Michael's just simply saying, I want to be able to choose. And that order's fine. Contracts are great. Uh, enter into them because they can order your world in a meaningful way by your choice. These two sound similar if you're ignorant, but they're absolutely diametrically opposed in every imaginable possible uh, discussion point, Michael. Yeah, they're serving up chaos. I, you know, of those 600-plus uh, that you mentioned, there wasn't an anarchist on the ground. Not a real one. Not at any one of those riots. Because anarchists aren't for destruction of everything, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you want to destroy your own private property, go ahead. They don't want to interfere with you. But there would be great order in a real anarchist society. We'll come back and talk about that with Michael Storm in seconds. Tordanarchy.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com 
I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke. Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking. One of the reasons why he started smoking is because my dad was around, you know, and he, he, my dad, they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, okay, I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to you know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either. I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals. They gave me belief. They gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love them. <laughs> I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, always on your radio. Michael Storm with me, TowardAnarchy.com is website. So I'm highlighting the difference between the Antifas and the Black Lives Matters and all these uh, really destructionist groups. Uh, and I'm trying to get people to understand the truth about anarchy uh, and what it really means. It's not the same. You've been taught that it's the same by your dishonest press for decades, no doubt. But I want to really highlight the they're diametrically opposed to one another. Agency, choice, liberty, freedom, order by contract. You represent yourself as the ultimate sovereign under God Almighty. If you choose to believe in God, that's up to you. But the point is, there's a higher source, and it ain't government. And, and whenever government gets involved, whether it's police powers or whatever else, they take away agency, and they create tyranny. Uh, that's really the concept here. I, I want you to go off on that, Michael, because I want people to really understand the difference. Society teaches us uh, that y'all are the same as these destructionists. I disagree. I it's it's such a dishonest conversation, but when then can you get an honest conversation from anybody out there in, in this so-called society? I guess I you know just look at the word, I, look at the root word, look at the meaning, and then look at the people on the ground. I, yeah, every once in a while you see some guy uh, with an anarchy symbol on his back, you know, sort of throw a Molotov cocktail at a cop car or something like that. But this is a different understanding. Uh, this is just some – these tend to be young people who are disenfranchised with the system who don't have any other direction. They don't have any sort of foundation. They don't have a, a libertarian mentor. They didn't grow up in the in the church with this man who was like, you know, you, you seem interested in these things. Let me show you a different way to think about how society is put together. And and to be able to go to, well, well look, here, we're not talking about uh, anything nefarious. We're not talking about evil things. We're, you know, we're 
simply talking about people making the choice to voluntarily get along with each other and do the things that we do every single day without that 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 need for any third party interference into our conversation and it, it always becomes corrupted you give up a little bit of yourself you give over that agency or they take it from you uh, and and it it falls out of that natural order. I, I like natural law. I like the even the idea of God's law. Although I'm not uh, a particularly Christian man myself, I was raised in the Christian tradition, and I understand uh, a lot of what I love. My bad Romans. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I love I love these people who put. Uh, Christ and and their beliefs and their natural understanding of things before this phony made up system of of compromise and and indecency. I think indecency is about the only way that I can put it because it's it's like they everything that they legalize is some form of of theft of somebody else either of their of their agency or of their wealth you're just taking a piece of somebody and so it, it's very insidious very nefarious to me anytime somebody comes up and says oh well you can't do that we have to do things this way even though there's n no particular reason you know why you can't do it he's just telling you you can't do it well Give me something. Give me some reason other than it's your personal opinion or it's a law or it's a tradition or we just don't do that around here. Those aren't good enough answers for me. Tell me why I can't do this when I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm not stealing from somebody. I'm not locking them in a cage or forcing them to my will. I'm, I'm just interacting with somebody on a voluntary basis, you know, a couple of adults agreeing to do what they want to do. I Imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I wanted to highlight that. I think that's really kind of important to understand. I wanted to spend time with Michael Storm talking about this Senator Romney getting tested, and, hey, he's positive <laughs> even though he's been, you know, quadruple-vaxxed and boosted and whatever, and then vaccinated parents are giving protection to their kids, even though the kids aren't vaccinated. How's that if there's not shedding or some kind of uh, whatever? Okay, you've been lied to. Now Biden's shaking hands with people without wearing a mask in Pittsburgh, PA. And he's been just literally telling you how you're an enemy of freedom if you don't wear a mask, and it's your patriotic duty to wear one, and now he's failing in his patriotic duty. And the highlight to this, the takeaway to this, ladies and gentlemen, is just to show how dishonest yeah. These leaders really are, ladies and gentlemen, is to really highlight how disingenuous they really are. And then you want them to go ahead and lead you, them to have full power of police powers over you. Ladies and gentlemen, beware. I'm telling you right now. And here's the next one for Michael. President Joe Biden, if you can call him president. See, I'm taking that out of the headline here. They always say this. All right. And I'm just going to put Joe in this case. I'm going to even take Joe. out Biden. There you go. So Joe is set to announce guidelines for regulating cryptocurrencies uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, Here we go. There, got to have control of the uh, everything you buy and sell there, Michael. 
Well, yeah, and they're talking, and Bitcoin is just loving it. All these people are back behind it. They're, oh, it's going to turn it into a currency. It's going to make it a legal tender. No, it's going to take it out of the people's hands and put it in the hands of government. It's going to take everything away that Bitcoin promised you, the security, the privacy, all these things that, well, it never lived up to anyway, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> and it's going to put it directly into government's hands. It, 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 this is exactly the opposite of, of the whole point of Bitcoin, the point of Bitcoin was to take out the third party person, get rid of the bankers, get rid of the control, the manipulation of the value uh, and the exchange rate and all of these things that come along with uh, money and currency. And and man, they're just leading the parade. Right. Too. And I was looking at the the, the main Bitcoin uh, site. I, I don't even want to say site that's so it's so misleading. Uh, there actually is a real Bitcoin place that you can go to, not just people talking about Bitcoin, but there actually is a standard and a place that you can go and look. And they're just they're just parading down the street. Oh yes, turn it into a currency, make it legal tender. Oh. Now this is interesting. I want to give you the details to the story. Okay, this won't take long, but I want to really highlight. The fundamental reality, because this highlights what Michael's talking about. We don't need all this government just to trade with one another. Think about this. All this is is about is me being able to say, Michael, you know, I want widget A from you, and I'm willing to give you service B for that. Is that cool? Mike says, yeah, we're good. Deal. But no, 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 no. Here's the deal. Joe is set to announce guidelines for regulating cryptocurrencies in the coming weeks. Then it says this, the initiative will involve the State Department. What? Yeah, the State Department, the Treasury Department, National Economic Council, Council of Economic Advisors, and the White House National Security Council. Well, if that's not enough craziness so that Sam and Michael can trade, then they say this. It will charge the agencies listed above with developing a coherent regulatory framework for digital assets. Whoa, Michael. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. I mean, I, they're telling you right there, and it. We're going to set the standards. We're going to set the rules. You will do it our way, and that's exactly the opposite of why the currency was even started, why it was even created in the first place. And it just it it got me amazed that people just don't see this time and time again. How many times can we do this? Let these lies, let these manipulations, and let them take control of our money. I, the founding of the nation, that you go all the way back to the beginning. Don't let the banks get a hold of the money. Don't let the banks get a hold of the money. Don't give them permission. Don't give them uh, a legal framework from which to seize control of, of our money. And we just uh, repeatedly, over and over, here you go, here you go. Here's a new currency. Here's a new money type. Here's this. It, it, just take it. Take it.
Ladies and gentlemen, the money changers are out of control. They're waging unlimited war with it. I mean, they're out of control, taking yeah. away agency and freedom and violating your right to conscience and everything else in the wake of their abuse. Uh, you got to understand, folks, it's just out of control. Well, I and hate you know to sound flippant about it or even to have a smile on my face when I'm talking about it, but it, it just is so confusing to me. It's so easy to see that this is what this is. All of these lies, whether we're talking about uh, the vaccine, whether we're talking about uh, uh, currencies, it just doesn't matter. It's always the same pattern. It happens over and over again, and all just all somebody has to do is just open up their eyes and take a look at it for a second. Turn off their TV, let the noise settle down for a little bit, clear their thoughts, and look at stuff, look at things logically, and boy, you just start to see it everywhere there you have it ladies and gentlemen if you like what michael's saying you can check out his incredible radio show called toward anarchy TowardAnarchy.com is the website for it you can listen to the podcasts literally 24 7 or every sunday sunday afternoon you can tune into uh, republicbroadcasting.org and, and listen to the show live there as well you know, uh, if you could tell the world anything, what would you tell them, Michael? If you just had a, a quick minute to say whatever you, what would you tell the whole world? Boy, that's a good question. Uh, t- take your energy out of the system. Take your energy, your time, your money. Stop wasting it. On We spend so much of ourselves trying to keep up. And it's not just with, you know, have fun. Keep up with pop culture and, and keep up with fads and things like that. That's, that's far better expense of your time and your life than wasting it on politics and, and uh, this, this game of uh, manipulation. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Storm doing a great job. Uh, I saw him on this forum and thought, you know what? I've, I've followed Michael Storm and kept an eye on what he's doing for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I knew his name was familiar when I saw him. I'm like, you know what? I know this guy. Well, now I realize it's Republic Broadcasting because I knew yeah. John Statmiller well. Uh, sure. God bless his soul. And I, I used to be on Republic myself for a long time. Uh, and so, anyway, great minds run in similar circles, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. is the real takeaway, Michael. Thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate you. And and you know what? You're absolutely right. Finding each other on that uh, that pod match, that platform is fantastic because this is exactly what I want to do. Just to uh, spend a few minutes uh, every as every chance I get uh, talking with somebody about this and and these ideas and just that one chance that somebody's going to say, you know what? He's right. Let's just do this thing. <laughs> well, and even if some people can't take it all the way. Right. Like there's different levels of how you deliver it. Uh, Some just say, hey, live and let live. It's that simple, guys. I love it. They take a little bit of a softer approach. But when you really study and understand, you can be wherever you are on the spectrum here. Just, you know what? Have in your mind that I want just a little more freedom. Yeah. A little more ability to think what I want, say what I want, believe what I want, do what I want. All you got to do is say, don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. And you got it covered pretty much. All right, Michael, thank you so much, my friend. We'll have you you back. We appreciate you. Godspeed, sir. Take care. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Storm doing a phenomenal job. He's the host of Toward Anarchy Radio Show and Podcast. And uh, he's been a broadcast journalism professional for more than 20 years, doing a great job as always. ToardAnarchy.com, his website. We just want to help you understand the truth, okay? That's what we do on this radio program. I am Sam Bushman. And for Sam and Michael, you know what? We declare this nation shall endure. 
We hope that we can be free to choose as we will. Isn't that God's way? Choice and agency and freedom? All right, just wondering. Now, thanks for being alongside with the ride. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, my fellow Americans, happy to have you along. Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. This is the broadcast for July the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two of the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to kind of clarify something so that y'all know. You might say to me, Sam, why do you have all these anarchists on the radio? You're not even an anarchist. You're right, I'm not, in the pure sense. Uh, I'm a constitutionalist. And you say, well, Sam, look, you have Becky Akers on. Uh, you just had uh, Michael Storm on. Uh, you have Mark on with Live and Let Live. You have I mean, you have all these anarchists on the radio. Why do you continue to make their points for them and advocate for them uh, when you don't really agree with them? Well, let me kind of break a couple of things down for you that I really think is relevant for this discussion to consider. Number one, I agree with them on the principle of agency without a doubt. I also agree with them on this idea that, you know what? We tend to want to mandate or force our will on everybody for everything all the time by nature of people and governments and everything else. And I agree with their back off a little bit idea. And, you know, Becky and I and others have agreed in the anarchist movement for a long time. It's like, look, even though we slightly disagree, uh, you know what? We have a lot of work to do to work together to get rid of 90 plus percent of our government. And then we can talk about the differences. But until we get there, we got so much work to do dismantling force, dismantling so much government that, man, we don't even need to worry about our differences until we get there, which is a long, long, long way away. So it's part of this working together idea. But it's also part of this free speech idea where I'm convinced that, you know what, if someone says they're an anarchist, the mainstream press goes, oh, my gosh, you're a terrorist. You're going to let the whole world just get ruined in chaos. No, that's not at all what they're saying. Give them a chance to have their own free speech rights, and you might learn something for crying out loud, right? So in the free speech area, I, I want to give them a chance. In the idea that we got 90-plus percent of the government to get rid of, I want to work together. In the idea that they just want to have their own choices and their own freedom and they believe that government always goes wrong, well, prove to me in history where they're wrong, right? Government always gets too heavy-handed, too abusive. Whenever you give them an inch, they take a mile. You know what? The libertarians, the anarchists are right on this reality check, right? So fundamentally, I have slightly different views than they do in that I believe there must be some government, very limited, uh, and there's a balance there. Uh, I would call it the proper role of government. And they would say, well, government has no proper role, Sam. And I would say, I know, but look, there's going to be a vacuum. We don't have a history where government hasn't gone crazy. That's true. We also don't have a history where anarchists have been able to prevent a greater force from taking over either. So Bastier's The Law really provides a little bit of guidance on this fine line we're talking about. And just because the anarchists have a slightly different spot where that fine line is, we all agree that authority comes from us. The Declaration of Independence says 
just power derived from the consent of the governed. And so we all agree with that. And we all agree that there's a higher source than government for authority and power. Some of us would call it God, uh, whatever your views are on that. That's fine. But it's above government, whether it's we the people inherently or we the people granted authority and, and sovereignty by God. Think any way you want to about that. But the reality is it isn't government with the authority. That's the point. And, and so, you know what? I, I want these anarchists to be able to make their point because I also don't like the misrepresentation that they get. That's why free speech is so important. Look, whenever you hear the word anarchy, you think, oh, my gosh, chaos. Oh, my gosh, terror. No, that's Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That's not the anarchist people, not the real ones anyway. The real ones are as kind and as gentle and as patient um, as anybody else. In fact, in many in fact, really, the truth is more so because they don't want to use force. They don't want to use the end of a government gun, right? So even though I'm a constitutionalist in the sense that I believe there must be a little bit of government, Bossier's The Law highlights this. You've got to give up enough liberty to actually have liberty. And there's a fine line there when you give up enough to maximize liberty versus when they start to take too much, they've crossed the line into immorality. Morality provides more freedom to more people, um, whereas when you cross the line, you start to create less freedom for less people so even though i disagree with the anarchists i have a lot of reasons to support them i have a lot of reasons to want to hear from them i have a lot of reasons to uh, you know what let everybody hear from them because what they say uh, is very very uh appropriate in this discussion now what the founding fathers did and this is the other side of the coin that i want to highlight what the founding fathers did was say look we know we got to have a little bit of government no government doesn't work they they believed so they said we got to have a little bit of government. The only question left is how do we have a little bit of government and then make sure that we tie it down in ways that doesn't let it run amok? And the answer is they said it's only going to work for a moral and a religious people. Well, we're not moral and we're not religious as a society, so we're losing it. I get all that. But what about the opposite idea of the grand old experiment the founders put in place, which was let's have a little bit of government, see if we can chain it down so it doesn't get to be big government. Well, what about the opposite approach that says, why don't we work on an idea that says, let's reduce, 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 reduce government. We all got to work towards at least 90% of it gone. We all agree there. But then how do we experiment with less government? What can we turn over to the, quote, private sector to the individual and get government out of? How far can we go the other way? We haven't found that out. What we found out from the founding fathers experiment is, you know what? Uh, when you give government a little bit, an inch, uh, even though you try to chain it down, it still finds ways to abuse you and get crazy, right? It always has, always does. The anarchist points are hard to argue against. Government always runs off the rails. Even with the Founding Fathers experiment, slowly but surely, 200-plus years later, we're not the same country that we were in our founding era. Our founders would be rolling over in their graves if they knew what kind of tyranny we've let grow up amongst us, right? They would. They'd be freaking out, folks. They would be beside themselves about the blood, the sweat, the tears, the sacred honor, the, their lives, their, um, you know, everything on the line for this. And now look what we've done to it. They would be absolutely beside themselves. I agree with the anarchists on this point. So how do we create the experiment to say, instead of just putting a little bit of government in and saying, let's just try to help it not expand, how do we then say, let's just reduce, 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 reduce government? The opposite experiment might be valuable in our, in our day. And so that's why, even though I may not agree with them, look, they might change their views over time. They might say, you know what, I thought no government could do any good, but you know what, once you've reduced it down enough, I'm fine with where we're at. They might do that. Uh, I might then say, you know what, they're right, though. We need to get rid of a little bit more. 
You know, I don't know. All I know is that the healthy dialogue in America is incredibly valuable. The open discussion and conversation so that you, my fellow Americans, can think for yourselves and make up your own mind on these matters is critical. And I'm not afraid to bring them to the table and have a discussion. I'm not afraid that you might agree with them and disagree with me. I'm not afraid you'll agree with me and disagree with them. I'm fine with this incredible bantering back and forth and discussion of ideas and and, and really debating and discussing. And and you know what? Even if it gets a little bit fired up and heated from time to time, you know, all that has tremendous value uh, in America. Whenever one side is afraid to hear from the other side or one viewpoint is afraid to allow other viewpoints to come to the table, that's when you got to worry, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, and then uh, to make the last point, I'd much rather have an anarchist on the radio with me than a socialist or a communist. How about you? So if we're going to pick our friends and we're going to work on influencing people, let's go with the kind people that are like, hey, man, just leave me alone. Just don't hurt me. Just don't take my stuff. I want to decide for myself. I don't want government or cops or anybody else to mess with me. I can make my own contracts and make my own way in the world and I can do it all peacefully and kind. If you just leave me alone and let me. That's all they're saying. Is that so hard to understand? Is that so hard to say, you know what? If you understand the principle that my rights end where yours begin and vice versa, if you just love and let love, don't take my stuff, don't hurt me, don't. Man, pretty simple stuff, right? But if you start digging into the socialist and the communist movement, hey, they want everything by force, right? But only for you and not for them, see? Like Ocasio-Cortez. She literally pushes lockdowns, 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 shame on everybody under the sun. Then she literally, in the middle of the lockdowns, runs to Florida, partays like all get out, without a mask, running around, enjoying the freedoms of, of DeSantis and others. And then when people highlight her hypocrisy, she goes, oh, man, all these frustrated Republicans, they just can't get a date with me. They're just sexually frustrated because I won't, you know, go to bed with them or sleep with them or whatever else. And you go, what is she talking about? Well, they're fascinated with me. They can't leave me alone. They're just enamored with me. And and so she turns this into a dishonest discussion about sex. Wait a minute. All we are talking about is you're telling us we all have to lock down, but then you escape the lockdowns and have fun like an elitist. See, that's the problem with this tyrannical system that we face now. You got a two-tiered system. You got all the elites that think, hey, those rules are for thee and not for me. Right? And okay, that's the point the anarchists are making. Who gave them special privilege? Who gave them lordship over the rest of us? Who allowed them to be in quote charge? I'd like them to leave me alone and get out of my way, please, and thank you so much, would the anarchists point be. And boy, howdy, do I agree with them on that, right? So uh, again, I believe that the uh, free flow of ideas is really critical. The more we push towards dismantling, and decreasing the size and scope and depth and breadth of government, for the most part, the better off we are. And boy, howdy, when we get down to very limited government, we can look at the Constitution and say, should we get rid of more or not? Is this good? Are we left alone enough? But man, we got a road to hoe for now. And if there's anybody I'd like in my foxhole, it would be an anarchist. It would be somebody who says, I respect you and I believe in you and I trust you to live your life as I'm going to live mine. And if somebody gets out of control, we've got ways to deal with them without giving somebody superpower. That's all they're saying. Is that a fair point? Anyway, I, I articulate their view because I think I understand it quite well. And I agree with 
99% of it. Anyway, I wanted to explain that because I know a lot of people have emailed me and said, Sam, why do you have all these people on when you don't even agree with them? You're a constitutionalist. You're right, I am. But it's free speech and open conversation that I prize. Is that a fair idea? Liberty Roundtable, live in seconds. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. I guess Joe Biden said something at the top of the hour news, or it's about Joe Biden at the top of the hour news. It was the first hour, and, I, and we heard it, and, and Cameron, our, our producer, basically, Sam, did you hear that? I'm like, no. I want to play this and talk about it. This is where Biden is just, the whole thing is psychotic. Here's the clip. We'll talk about it. Notes recently obtained from an early 2020 meeting involving Dr. Anthony Fauci and virologists worldwide revealed that Dr. Fauci was told to suppress lab leak theories about COVID to maintain good relations with China. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio making it clear he's never been a Fauci. Index, the one- Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. Anthony Fauci uh, literally was told to suppress the truth. Uh, you would say theories, but hey, we're finding out it's beyond a theory to suppress the truth to keep relations good with China. Now, who said that? Was it the Biden administration? Was it the Trump administration? Was it both administrations? Who is giving Fauci direction? Because I thought we were just following the science here, ladies and gentlemen. I thought the good doctor was doubling down on the science. See how they lie, lie, lie? Shame on them, right? Shame on them. This isn't science to say suppress 
uh, viewpoints that you want to disagree with because you don't want relations with China to go south. That isn't science, is it, ladies and gentlemen? You see the hypocrisy and the dishonesty? And most importantly, do you see the immorality? And do you see the problem when they do that? How it becomes a credibility crisis? Think about this, folks. And they want you to believe they're following the science. And they want you to believe whenever I disagree with Fauci, I'm disagreeing with science, right? Right? Wow. And why do we find this out two years later would be the next question. Ah. What's the deal? And you say, well, Sam, it's these new emails that, uh, you know, well, why are these new emails out two years later? Right? Government knew a lot more about the COVID origins than they let on. Right? Look, they knew this. Fauci knew. Now, Rand Paul grills Dr. Fauci about this. Why did you try to suppress this, you know, deal here? Rand Paul grills Dr. Fauci for trying to suppress lab leak theory. Why would you do that? Asked Rand. We're talking about gain of function now. What do you think? White House Chief Medical Advisor Anthony Fauci and Republican Senator Rand Paul engaged in yet another explosive exchange in the Senate hearing on Tuesday. Fauci and the CDC Rochelle Walensky were testifying before the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions about the Biden administration's COVID-19 response. Paul began to ask Fauci why he suppressed the lab leak theory by dismissing the work of various scientists who were exploring that possibility at the time. Fauci, of course, got fired up in response. I think in usual fashion. And then he goes on, you're just out in the weeds. You're trying to cause a problem, Rand. You don't know what you're talking about, Rand. You're clueless, Rand. You're taking things out of context, Rand. But when you really study it, you go, no. Rand's right. Fauci literally covered up and suppressed this information with a goal of, quote, protecting China, protecting our relationship with China. What really was he even doing? Right? Think about that. But it turns out that uh, Rand Paul is telling the truth. It's amazing, right? Here you go again, Senator. You just do the same thing in every hearing. You're absolutely incorrect. Senator, you're incorrect in almost everything you say. Paul interjected that Fauci denies doing so, but his emails show the truth. 
Fauci tried to suppress information from scientists from Oxford, Harvard, and Stanford who were open to the lab leak theory. So let's not say we're following the science. That's the biggest, in my opinion, snafu here. We're not following the science. But now we find out scientists are being shut down by Fauci. And then when it's brought up, the emails show yes. Fauci says you don't know what you're talking about. Who do you believe, the emails that are leaked? The emails that come out? Or do you believe Fauci in testimony? Right? (laughs) This is just crazy town. Now listen, uh, Rand Paul then says this. You conspired with Peter Desak, who you communicated with privately, privately along with other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for nature, Rand Paul said. They signed it uh, and said that it was a conspiracy theory. The idea that the virus could have originated in a lab. But do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Asks Rand Paul to Fauci. Paul was referring to emails that show colleagues dismissing, dismissing the lab leak theory and agreeing to publish articles and make public comments endorsing against that view. All right, anybody who stood up and said, wait, there's something to this, was dismissed as fringe by Fauci. Just like they're dismissing Rand Paul now as fringe. You keep distorting the truth. It is stunning how you do that, Fauci replied. He said, you're distorting it. You're turning it around. I brought everybody together. Look at this with open minds, Fauci said. Uh, Now, then Fauci said, the purpose of this hearing is to discuss pandemic response, not to, uh, you know, dig into this. Paul then turned to discussing Fauci's pandemic response in support for certain, quote, vaccine and mask mandates. Yeah, Paul accused Fauci of being responsible, or Fauci of being responsible for the nearly 900,000 coronavirus deaths in the United States. Why? Because you're the architect of the pandemic response, says Paul, or Paul to Fauci. There you have it. There you have it. So where do you go with this? Nobody can even discuss the truth anymore, right? I find the whole discussion quite telling. But look, whether you agree with Rand Paul on this, which I do, by the way, but whether you agree with Rand Paul or not, here's what you got to admit. Every time we make a point and they mock us as conspiracy theorists, whacked out crazy nut jobs, and we dig in later, we find out the truth. Remember, I'm the one that said right from the start, look, when you get the coronavirus vaccine, you're going to shed. You're going to affect people around you. Um, they want to act like if you're not vaccinated, you're dangerous to society. But I say if you're vaccinated, you're dangerous to society because they shed and it affects people. And they said, no, you're crazy. But now even USA Today said that parents can give COVID protection to their unvaccinated children. How does that happen? Oh, well, now they're backhandedly admitting that I'm right. Well, now we go right on down to this discussion with Rand Paul and crew. 
Senator Rand Paul grills Fauci once again. Fauci just says, Rand, you're wrong. But Fauci is lying, trying to suppress lab leak theory. It's beyond a theory now. Experts and scientists say it's the most likely way that this virus got out to the public is through a a, a lab leak. And I would say that it was intentional, not just a leak. But that's a whole nother level of discussion. But remember, remember, we've been right on this all along. We told you masks don't do any good. They first said, no, they don't. They agreed with us. Then they said, yes, you got to have a mask. Now they're saying, well, the cloth masks don't really work two years later. Everything Fauci has been doubling down on to control the people and the population has turned out to be a flat-out dishonest manipulation of the truth. I am Sam Bushman. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in mere seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Tensions continue to rise in Eastern Europe as Russia keeps sending more troops and military equipment to the border of Ukraine. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Walls joins Fox News and says he wants more action from the Pentagon. A statement that we're going to accelerate lethal aid uh, and the types of lethal aid that we're sending Mm -hmm. just aren't good enough. Uh, They need surface-to-air missiles. They need anti-ship missiles. They need more sophisticated weaponry. The Ukrainian president saying he's concerned about the Russian troops at the border but doesn't see any immediate indications of an invasion. The vast majority of cases across the nation are classic Omicron. That's what Dr. Fauci said, noting the new Omicron variant, or BA.2, doesn't appear to be any more severe. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. It's official. Inflation is at its highest level since the 1980s, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. What most people don't know is that it's actually much worse. Inflation may be higher now than the 1980s since the new measurements exclude food and energy. Gas prices up 58%, energy up 33%. What can you do about it? Protect yourself and your family. Only gold, silver, and other hard assets give you true protection. My friends at Tangible Investments guarantee the absolute lowest prices on precious metals. Check them out at TII1.com or call 800-300-8441. Tangible Investments has 40 years of experience and billions, that's with a B, billions in transactions. Call 800-300-8441 if you want help with gold, silver, platinum. They guarantee you the best prices plus excellent service. Call Tangible Investments now, 800-300-8441 or visit TII1.com. They also provide free verbal appraisals. Inflation is continuing to affect your pocketbook. Inflation continues to rise. The Commerce Department reported Friday consumer prices rose 5.8% in December compared to one year earlier. The government is blaming supply chain disruptions, product shortages, and a tight labor market. It should be noted the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, the one the Federal Reserve watches closely, does not include food and energy prices. It rose to 5.7% in November. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. 
Pennsylvania court is striking down the state's mail voting law, saying voters must amend the Constitution to make it legal. A judge ruled voters must approve an amendment to be part of Pennsylvania's Constitution to make the law official. The judge said mail-in voting has been used four times in the state's history, and an amendment was likely to be approved if put before voters. And you're listening to USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. The truth shall set you free. Check this out. This is a very interesting, interesting discussion. All right, I don't even know how to respond to this exactly, but here it goes. Headline, Toyota shoots for the moon. Automaker working on vehicle for space missions, says the headline. Wow, that's interesting, huh? How do you want to get into your Toyota space uh, ship there, Cameron? You want to do that? Yeah, man. You you can do it. This is very interesting in my opinion. Uh, because I don't really know what their agenda is with this thing. But they say this graphic provided by Toyota shows the, quote, lunar cruiser. What's the Lunar Cruiser, man? Well, it's a new vehicle, I guess. <laughs> Toyota's working with, quote, quote, the Japanese Space Agency. This is weird, huh? Yeah. Toyota's working with Japan's Space Agency on a vehicle to explore the lunar surface. And then they say, this is interesting, with ambitions to help people live on the moon, by 2040. Hey, uh, I might be dead by then there, Cam. Let's see, in 2040, how old will I be? <laughs> I'm 54 now. I'll be 55 this year, so just say 55 and uh, 18, 65, 75. I'll be 73. I probably won't be dead, but I probably won't be seeking for a moon life. You know what I'm talking about? I'll probably just want to. I'll probably just want to finish up on Earth. You know what I'm talking about? As the good Lord intended. But Cameron now, you, my friend, could do it. Then they want you to go live on Mars right after that. Then go live on Mars, they say. I just find this so fascinating. Do you want to go live on the moon, Cam? You could be the real man in the moon, dude. Yeah, so you remember the Land Cruiser from Toyota, don't you, Cam? All right, well, this is the Lunar Cruiser, dude, named after the Land Cruiser. Yeah, developed with the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency. Wow. I think that's kind of cool, man. Lunar Cruiser, dude. I think that's all right, man. I want one of them Lunar Cruisers. I wonder, can I run a lunar cruiser on Earth, or does it only run on the moon? You don't know, huh? You're supposed to know all about this, Cam. They say its launch is set for the late 2020s, my friend. I don't understand why is it going to take till the late 2020s to get this dude rolling. 
They say we see space as an area for our, quote, once-in-a-century transformation. Uh, what does that mean? They call it a once-in-a-what? Yeah, we see space as an area for our once-in-a-century transformation. I don't know why we'd have a once-in-a-century transformation. Says, uh... Takao Sato, who heads up the, quote, Lunar Cruiser Project. Toyota Motor Corp. says, by going to space, we may be able to develop telecommunication and other technologies that will prove valuable to human life. Uh, Wait a minute. I don't understand. We've already got that communication, don't we? We did that back in, like, 69, man. You know? We were communicating on the moon, right? No problem. We were all good with this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, they have a robotic arm for the lunar cruiser, too, you ought to know about. They say it's designed to perform tasks such as inspections, and maintenance, its, quote, grapple fixture allows the arm's end to be changed out so it can work with different tools, like you could scoop, you could lift, you could sweep. I guess the chief executive showed the details of this arm. They say the challenge of blasting off into space has basically been met, but in space, they say big costs and hazards are kind of the problem here. That's where robotics could come in handy, these hazards for the astronauts. Meanwhile, a private Japanese venture called uh, iSpace, I think is how you say it, Inc. is working on lunar rovers and is scheduled for a moon landing later this year. Really? Is that landing with people or just landing without people? Because we landed with people in 69, and it's interesting they keep going back without people. But if they want you to live on the moon pretty soon, why would you go back without people? There? See, I'm just dumber dirt, huh? I just don't understand all this stuff, man. Maybe I can go ahead and get myself one of them scientific degrees so I can figure it out. But I don't understand this. Bart Sabrell is a good friend of mine. He's the guy that got punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin. And uh, he's written a new book called Moon Man. And uh, we're going to be having Bart on coming up soon to talk about Moon Man and talk about what's going on. uh, Because he's uncovered all kinds of things that will shock you to the very core about the moon mission lies. We didn't go to the moon in 69, ladies and gentlemen. Not even maybe. And they tell you we did, but they lie. Why do they lie? Because they've got to save face. How do we know? Well... Bart talks about the murders that took place, so-called accidents, the government would say, for those who were scientists and, quote, astronauts who wouldn't lie and who wanted to call a halt to the false, dishonest narrative of the preparation to go to the moon, who wanted to tell you the truth, who are dead under very strange, strange circumstances the government would call accidents, but were convinced it's murder. 
So Bart, in his new book, has a lot of new information to bring to the table on the moon mission discussions, partly these murders I've been telling you about, partly the fact that they tried to throw him in a loony bin for reporting on the moon, man, moon landing lies. Really, he took on the CIA as he tried to go to CNN, uh, and they threw him in a loony bin. He had to escape, and he tells that whole story. Moon Man is the name of the book. Very interesting stuff. I'm going to get Bart back, though, uh, about this because I'm telling you, wow. And now you got these Japanese folks going, hey, man, Toyota shoots for the moon. Well, I thought Tesla was shooting for the moon. Well, if Toyota's shooting for the moon and Tesla's shooting for the moon and everybody's shooting for the moon, well, we got there in a few short years in the 60s, man. How come we can't get there now? Now they're talking about, well, we want to be able to live there by 2040. What? It's like 20 years away. Why do we need so long? And they want to explore the lunar surface? And then they say, and then go on to go live on Mars? We're not even close to this, ladies and gentlemen, are we? No, not really, Sam. Well, we're about to go there. How come every time we say we're going to go there? How come every time we say we're going to go there, ladies and gentlemen, do we start out saying we're going to go there, and then they put a timeline, and then they keep pushing back the timeline? How many times since 2000 have they pushed back timelines of going to the moon? Right? It's weird stuff, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. And then I bring it up, and they say I'm a nut, right? But Toyota's working with Japan's space agency on a vehicle called Lunar Cruiser, to explore the lunar surface with ambitions to help people live on the moon by 2040 and then go live on Mars. I don't think we're even close to this, folks. They say that the launch of even the vehicle is set for the late 2020s. Why so long to come out with that vehicle, Toyota? I submit to you because they don't really have it. That it's not really real. That it's just all talk, isn't it? <laughs> wow. I find that interesting. And I know a lot of you believe we went to the moon. You absolutely believe it because you just can't accept anything else. But this really goes back to my last hour discussion with our buddy Michael Storm. You know, can you really think outside the box and, and approach life a little differently? Or does that just absolutely uh, blow your mind? drive you out of your mind to think we don't need government and to think that we didn't go to the moon. <laughs> you say, Sam, these conspiracy theories just prove that you're not credible. And my response is, you think so, do you? All right, well, let's talk about it relating to science. We've already proved to you that Fauci's out in the weeds. We've already proved to you that everything we've told you about COVID in the beginning is right, including that vaccinations can affect people that aren't vaccinated if they're around vaccinated people, right? Well, we got more. We'll tell you about scientists taking issue with Joe Rogan in seconds. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. 
That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Your spouse might take you to the moon. I know you think the person you marry is over the moon. You know, it reminds me of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, the black and white movie where, you know, George and Mary are there and they're outside that old house. And, and he says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rope the moon for you, Mary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just pull it down. And, he, and it's kind of a cool deal. But you know what? That's kind of the deal, folks. You want to live on the moon? That's romantic, right? You just go ahead and get married. And you heard of a honeymoon. And what if you went to the moon? For your honeymoon, ladies and gentlemen. Now that's talking something, you know. Instead of saying, I'm going to rope the moon for you, Mary, he'd be like, I'm going to take you to the moon. Where are you going for your honeymoon? That's right, the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, we ain't never been to the moon. Fly to the moon, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> All right, there you have it. So scientists are now taking issue with the Joe Rogan podcast once again. I guess uh, discussion experts label climate change comments by the guest on uh, Joe Rogan named Jordan Peterson as dangerous nonsense, they say. Now, let me tell you the comments that are made that I find fascinating. Because, again, do you want to hear your lion eyes? I'm sorry, do you want to believe your lion eye? What, what's the deal here? Do you want to believe what you know to be factual or do you want to believe the propaganda pitched by the scientific community? They're so dishonest, these people in the media, and they're so desirous to hang on to control, right? But they lose their whole argument is the problem. 
All right. They say Joe. They got this, you know, picture of Joe Rogan performing uh, at the whatever you want to call it. He was speaking, and they got this photo of Joe Rogan. Right. So they always put with their articles and their stories. But they say critics are out, accusing the Spotify exclusive Joe Rogan Experience podcast as being dangerous. Yeah, after Tuesday's episode, dangerous. They say it's a salad of nonsense about climate science. Now, listen carefully, because I want to articulate this very well to you. Joe Rogan and his guests are spot on, by the way. They say the Joe Rogan Experience podcast took this on just days after, quote, 200 plus 70 scientists and scientific and medical community people demand Spotify address. COVID-19 misinformation on Joe Rogan's podcast, but now they're saying it's even worse. Jordan Peterson appeared as a guest telling an estimated 11 million listeners that climate models get less reliable the further out you look. As with weather forecasts. Now, Let me just stop there. And I want you to just stop the debate between Joe, Jordan Peterson, and the scientific community for a second. Because I want you to analyze the comments being made here on their own. The scientists are offended that you're questioning their models. But here's what Jordan said. As you stretch out the models across time, the errors increase radically, said Peterson. No, I couldn't agree more. Okay, this is not a debatable argument. But yet they then want to say who's not a expert in this field. But he says maybe you can predict a week, three weeks, a month, maybe even a year. But the further out these models go, the less reliable they become. The more the models are in error, he says. Now, I want to stop you there. Because do you need to be an expert in this field to double down on this reality point? And the answer is clearly no. And this is where, again, the science community loses credibility big time right now. I mean, big time. Okay. I don't care what the topic is. If you are trying to project or predict or whatever the future, no matter what, methodology you use in the scientific community, ladies and gentlemen. The further your projections are, the less reliable they are is a scientific fact beyond debate or discussion. Because to know what's going to happen in the next second is guesswork. Two seconds is more guesswork. Three seconds is one minute, two minutes, five minutes, one hour. Two hours, five hours, one day, five days, a month, a year, a decade, a century, a millennia. The further you go out, the less reliable it will be because all those seconds in between, things can happen that change the narrative. So in second one, I don't know how many things could happen in one second, but second two, now it's double the amount of time. With time comes Things that can occur. 
The more things that can occur in the greater amount of time, the greater guesswork it takes. This is not debatable. This is not where you have to be uh, in the weather industry to know. These are the people that can't predict the weather, by the way. Well, they say it's not the same thing at all. He doesn't know. He's not educated. He's not an expert in the field. And my response is these guys are as crazy as the moon landing lies. Okay, scientists take issue with Joe Rogan. And the podcast, experts are labeling climate comments by guest Jordan Peterson as dangerous and nonsense. Isn't nonsense. Jordan Peterson appears as a guest telling an estimated 11 million listeners that climate models get less reliable the further out you look. Just like weather forecasts. Now, you can debate if the scientists and the models they use are different for the weather than they are for climate change. Although I thought climate change was weather, but okay. But you cannot argue with this fact that the further you project, the less reliable your models become. As you stretch out the models across time, the errors increase radically. Rightly, I would say, says Peterson. Think about that for a minute. Cameron, you're a critical thinking man. For this Jordan Peterson, whether he's a scientist or not, whether he's, quote, a professional in his field or not, doesn't matter. He's merely just saying this. As you stretch out the time on these models, they become less reliable. Is that even debatable? I can't believe they're attacking this guy like this because when they do, they lose their credibility to the point where, you know what, I don't have any trust at all for these climate scientists anymore. If they don't agree with the idea that the further out their models project, the less reliable they become, it's not even debatable that that's a fact for anything you predict, anything you guess, anything you try to put a model together for. The longer that model has to be accurate, the greater chance for error. This is scientific fact, ladies and gentlemen. Cameron, what do you think about this? How can you say, so I'm going to ask these scientific thugs, and I call them that because why are they attacking this guy? And why are they saying you don't have a degree? You're not an expert in the field. You're No, but I have a brain, and I can think, right? And I'm telling you, how can you disagree with the idea that the longer you have to project, the greater chance for error and the greater chance for inaccuracy? If I had to write a model for a year, would my 10-year model be more reliable or less reliable by nature of reality? If they're saying it's exactly the same in its reliability, how do they know that? What if they're wrong? If it's easy to predict a year, and it's, is it easier to predict 10 years or is it just the same? What about 100 years? How could predicting 100 years be just as easy as one year or 10 years? How can we say there's not more possibility for error? Anyway, I I double down on this um, because Joe Rogan's telling the truth here. And his guest, Jordan Peterson, is right on this. This is not even debatable. You don't have to have a science degree to know this. I don't care what you're guessing, what you're predicting, what you're uh, modeling. The longer you have to project, guess, model for, the greater chance there's error. 
That is, is that even debatable? It's hard for me to even have this kind of a discussion. How can you not understand this? How can you not understand this? It is a fact. Right? Let me ask you a question from an insurance point of view to help you guys. Uh, insurance companies do what are called actuarial tables, and those tables determine what the average life expectancy of a male and a female is, and they go ahead and they um, you know, determine based on a past history and what your longevity is expected, and then they put their pricing together to make sure that, hey, the insurance company doesn't wrongly project or predict or guess, uh, and then uh, lose the farm, meaning that they have too many claims and they can't pay them, so they melt down. So their job is to do these actuarial tables to guess, to figure out the future of how long people are going to live. And those tables change every year. They update their models. Why do they do that? Are they just dumber than dirt and they don't understand that they could project a million years in the future and it would be accurate? By golly, and it would never become less accurate over time? That it wouldn't become less reliable? Jordan Peterson says, hey, man, the longer you have these models... The more further out you look, the less reliable it will be. And these guys are saying he doesn't know. And if he doesn't know, then why don't you go ahead and go back to the 1900s, put your actuarial tables together, and leave them there. And now in 2022, let's see how accurate they are, comparatively speaking. And literally in the 1900s, the average person lived to be like 50 years old. Now it's like 76 or something for men and like 79 or 78 for women or something. Okay, it's changed drastically. But if you would have used the actuarial tables back in 1900, you can't even dream to tell me that they would be accurate today. Anybody in their right mind will tell you that's not true. What will it be like if we get all kinds of uh, capabilities scientifically to where people can live longer? What if you did an actuarial table back in the Bible, if you believe the Bible? How long did Adam live? How long did Seth live? How long did Enoch and Methuselah and all the f real forefathers, if you will? Hey, man, Methuselah, if you believe the biblical record, lived to be 969 years old. Wow. If they had the actuarial tables then that they got now, I mean, I could probably get life insurance for like a penny. Because, I mean, they'd figure out live for a long old time, baby. I mean, people were having children. Men were having babies at like 600, 700, 800, 900 years old, if you believe the biblical account, right? Ladies and gentlemen, this scientific community has absolutely walked off the cliff when it comes to credibility. They're crazy. Joe Rogan, I commend you for telling the truth. They don't have a clue on climate change, and this just proves it. Jordan Peterson, God bless you for telling the truth, my brother. These people in science are absolutely off their rockers nuts. They've jettisoned science long ago on their political benders. They're whacked out crazy. Thanks for telling the truth. That wraps up Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.